Jesus yeah. was a white man too. But you, you know, it's like we have. He was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact. As is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. All right. Hey, fam. It's Phoenix Kalita. Welcome to the fucking wine cellar. Oh man. Yes. I know. Right. We're trying to get back on our bullshit. Back to recording. Right. We finally got the car. Uh, the cat situation is significantly better. Um, yeah, just things are finally, finally starting to look up. So this now means uh, a little bit less stress, a little bit more time for recording, a little bit more ability to record. So let's get the fuck into that. I have not done an international news in forever in a fucking day. So let's do some international fucking news coverage. Um, yeah, this is the wine cellar. Let's do it. So we are going to start with uh, Saudi Arabia has just declared homosexuality, feminism, and atheism as extremism. Who saw that coming? If you listen to The Wine Cellar, you, dear listener, you saw that coming. Because we covered before how um, the news media in the West was just fucking falling over itself to defend, um, you know, MBS as, uh, you know, being woke, right? Oh, MBS is Mohammed bin Salman, if you forgot. This is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Right, because he uh, was like, "We're gonna let women drive," and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Saudi Arabia is like so woke now." And you know, we covered it. Um, it wasn't actually woke. He had a plan to boost the economy by increasing the number of workers, and since women weren't allowed to drive, now they can. Boom! He's already increased the workers by almost half. Um, so it wasn't about so much the idea of women having equity and equal rights. It was about we need some niggas to get to their jobs, <laughs> right? And then, of course, while this was going on, actual activists and feminists who had been protesting for the right to drive were getting arrested. And some of them have still never been heard from again since they got arrested. So, you know, uh, actual people on the ground in Saudi Arabia were like, no, this guy is not woke. This guy is actually a fucking asshole. He's a douche nozzle. And most media outlets were like, just not trying to cover it. So here we are. Um, We were told so. Right. So uh, these claims were made this weekend in an official promotional video posted by the verified Twitter account of Saudi Arabia's Presidency of State Security. Uh Uh-huh. According uh, to news outlets, the video listed homosexuality, feminism, and and atheism as takfir, I probably said that wrong, the Islamist militant practice of labeling followers of other schools of, of Islam as unbelievers. Don't forget that excess of anything at the expense of the homeland is considered extremism, said the video's voiceover, adding that all forms of extremism are perversion perversion, and unacceptable. Uh-huh. Homosexuality and atheism have long been illegal, illegal and punishable by death in the absolute monarchy, and the country is considered to have one of the worst LGBTQ rights records in the world. The law punishes the act of homosexuality or cross-dressing with fines, public whippings, beatings, vigilante attacks, chemical castrations, life imprisonment, capital punishment, and torture. How fucking woke. Uh, Even groups, uh, supporting groups classified as extremist organizations can lead to imprisonment, which immediately puts any activist at risk. However, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is beginning to impose a more moderate form of Islam. Uh Uh-huh. Admitting that the ultra-conservative state has not been normal for the past 30 years. But y'all still locking up women for protesting, trying to drive. So, I mean, that seems kind of fucking extreme to me. I don't know how moderate you really fucking are, my guy. And there was the whole Khashoggi thing, you know, where y'all hacked a dude to death alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, moderate, whatever. Um, so, did it say when this interview was? It just says they have a quote from an interview. and Oh, they have a hyperlink. Let me fucking click it. 
Um, so this, they have a quote from him uh, in The Guardian from 2017. Okay. Uh, and he says, quote, what happened in the last 30 years is not Saudi Arabia. What happened in the region in the last 30 years is not the Middle East. After the Iranian Revolution in 1979, people wanted to copy this model in different countries, and one of them was Saudi Arabia. We didn't know how to deal with it, and the problem was spread all over the world. Now it's time to get rid of it. Okay, but you're not really getting rid of it if you're still putting women in prison for being feminists. Okay. Uh, the crown prince has begun breaking down many of Saudi Arabia's social, uh, societal taboos, rescinding the ban on women driving, and scaling back guardianship laws that restrict women's roles. Which is true, but women still can't leave the country. And there's an app that you can just track your guardians. Or no, wait. No, though the guardians would be the, the males who get to uh, dictate, right? There's an app that they can use where they just get to uh, stalk women and prevent them from leaving the country or using their passports. But yes, a more moderate. Very, very moderate. Okay. Um, the latest video is seemingly at odds with the conservative Muslim ki Muslim kingdom's bid to promote tolerance and attract foreigners. Yeah, um, maybe because they don't have any intention of actually becoming more moderate. They just want to pretend they're becoming more moderate because bad, pu bad publicity is bad publicity. Like, you don't have to be a genius to know that. Come on. So, yeah, um... I just want to say once again, I'm not shocked and I don't, and I'm not trying to be condescending to be like, Oh, I fucking told you so. But like, no, really there were voices and that's why it's important to listen to a wide range of, um, news media outlets and to listen to, um, a wide range of voices. Because if you, you know, only listen to like corporate owned media, mainstream media, you probably didn't know about a lot of these things. All you heard was, Oh, he's, you know, more moderate and he's trying to make Saudi Arabia woke and not hear about all these activists who keep disappearing and are never heard or seen from again, you know? So it's, it's important. It's important. All right. I have other stuff. I have other things. I just can't get them to load. So it's a little awkward. This is why I hate co fucking podcasting by myself. I need a co-host. Where is my co-host? Um, do, do, do. Where did it go? Okay. This is in, no, just, I know, you're gonna, cookies, I know, just fucking open so I can read this, please. Also, there's an ad that says, hello, cauliflowers, so apparently they're cauliflower noodles, I don't know what's happening, but there's a big-ass banner on the top of my screen that says cauliflowers. Anyways, um, this is Canada, uh, in particular, Saskatchewan. So there is a, a lawsuit that has alleged indigenous women are kept from seeing their newborn babies until they agree to sterilization procedures, according to a lawyer. Uh, as a senator calls for a nationwide review of the forced sterilization of indigenous women, a lawyer representing a proposed class action detailed the women's accounts of being sterilized without proper and informed consent. In the throes of their labor, they would be approached, harassed, and coerced into signing these consent forms, said Elisa Lombard, an associate with Maurice Law, the first indigenous-owned national law firm in Canada. The women would be told they could not leave until their tubes were tied, cut, or cauterized, and that they could not see their babies until they agreed. What the fuck? At least 60, 60 indigenous women are pursuing a class action lawsuit, uh, that la launched last year, alleging they underwent four sterilizations over the past 20 to 25 years in Saskatchewan. Each woman is claiming about $7 million in damages. In most cases, some happening as recently as 2017, the women report being told that the procedure was reversible. Ooh. 
She said the procedures known as tubal ligation have had a huge effect on the women. Many have had bouts and bouts and persistent depression and anxiety. Many are no longer with us because of the ailments on, around those circumstances. In a statement to The Current following Tuesday's broadcast, Indigenous Services Minister uh, Jane Philpott described forced sterilization as a serious violation of human rights. Yeah, no shit. Uh, the statement continues. We all have a role to play to ensure that Indigenous patients receive the free... Uh, whew, let me try that fucking sentence again. Whew. We all have a role to play to ensure Indigenous patients receive quality health care free of prejudice, uh, including ensuring medical professionals... Okay, I love pop-ups, love them. Um, including ensuring medical professionals receive cultural safety training as laid out in the Truth and Reconciliations uh, com Commission's call to action. Lombard says the case is being taken against the physicians involved, the Saskatchewan Health Authority, and the province of Saskatchewan and the government of Canada. The current requested an interview with the Saskatoon Health Region and Saskatchewan Health Authority, but did not receive a response. Following an independent review in January 2017, the Saskatoon Health Region apologized for the past co coercion of Indigenous women to undergo sterilization. So they basically already fucking admitted that they did it then, right? No? Uh, Jackie Mann, the Vice President of Integrated Health Services, said, quote, I want to apologize to the women who came forward in the review, who've come forward to us in the past, and who haven't been able to come forward to us. Yet. Man, you're not fucking Sorry. I'm truly sorry for the coercion for the tubal ligation that you experienced while in our care. No, the fuck you're not. Uh, if, if you, it wouldn't have been going on for 25 fucking years if anybody was actually sorry about it. Uh, the review was conducted by Dr. Uh, Yvonne Boyer, a Matisse lawyer. I do believe Matisse means, um, like half indigenous and half something else. Like that's like mixed and like, at least that's how you say it in like French, I think, right? Mixed. So this is a half indigenous person. Um, so, of course, an indigenous person was doing the work and a former news, uh, former nurse, Dr. Judy Bartlett, a physician and former professor with the College of Medicine at the University of Manitoba. The 57 page report uh, interviewed seven indigenous women and compiled details used as scare tactic tactics to get their consent. Boyer, who is now a senator for Ontario, called on the Senate this week to study the scope of the issue nationally. If it's happened in Saskatoon, it's happened in Regina. Oh, Regina. I know how to say that because of a TV show. It's happening in Regina. It's happening in Winnipeg. It's happening where there are a high population of indigenous women. So that's a little bit fucked up. And of course, you know, continuing the whole uh, native genocide, right? Because people of color still don't fucking have rights, right? And it's... Uh, for some reason, it seems like it's always black people and native people taking the fucking brunt of it, right? Fuck, man. All right. So, yeah, I guess we'll try to keep an eye on that because that's a little bit ridiculous. Um, yeah, let me see. Take. I'm sorry. Enjoy the pause. I'm taking a drink of water, people. I don't know if you can hear me because I'm right up by the mic. I probably should have backed up a little bit. Um, I thought I had. Oh, there it is. I was going to say, I thought I had more bad news for y'all. I do. I'm so good at finding bad news. I don't know why. Well, because capitalism sucks, basically. Um, so this is, I do believe, coming out of the UK. Uh, this is off metro.co.uk, so probably. Uh, David Bevan, age 65, was found slumped in his chair at 9.30 a.m. Friday in Linelli. He was waiting for an appointment to discuss a job seeker's allowance, and a witness said he'd been declared fit to work earlier this year. Well, 
Uh, however, his brother, Simon, uh, who is 40, said there's a lot of talk and speculation about him being signed off and being declared fit to work, but he never told me anything like that, and I know he wouldn't want anyone blamed. Interesting. Uh, he told the mirror people are jumping on the bandwagon and blaming the government, but we don't bear any grudges. Staff and customers rush to help. Uh, what the heck? Oh, it says help the David. Like, that's his name is like the David. I'm pretty sure it's just David. Um, so they rushed to help David, but were unable to get a response. So they laid, this has so many typos. Uh, they started CPR and an ambulance was called while the job center was evacuated, but paramedics declared him dead at the scene. A witness said, I don't know him myself, but the man who uh, sat next to me told me he'd grown up with the guy. The man told me the guy had diabetes and was obviously ill. The ambulance came, but he sadly died, and they had to take his body out of the job center. It was awful. We were all very shook up. It was a horrible situation. That never should have happened. Huh. And, of course, the spokesperson at the job center said, Our thoughts and prayers are with those of the staff at the Lenali Job Center and their families and friends at this time. I um, just brought this up because uh, two things. I want to see if they can actually confirm he was um, cleared fit to work because, obviously, he could not work. But also, um, he was waiting an appointment to work because he knew capitalism was going to kill him. Like, he was literally... The last thing he did was trying to get back into capitalism, you know? And I think that just speaks to how fucking evil that shit is. Damn. Uh, and looking for a job seeker's allowance. So that's kind of like unemployment, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Capitalism is amazing, right? Completely fucking amazing. Damn. I'm actually going to Google that now just to make sure that that is what that is. Enjoy the, the beat underneath. Um, allowance. Yes. Right, so it was intended... Okay, so I'm going to read it here. A job seeker's allowance is intended uh, as a benefit to help available unemployed individuals in the UK who are actively seeking work. It is intended to help minimize the cost of living for those currently seeking full-time employment and the benefit may be able to those who are working 16 hours a week or less. Mm-hmm. One of the premises of the JSA is that it is a condition-based benefit, meaning recipients must continue certain uh, conditions on an ongoing basis to retain their eligibility for payments. The main condition for receiving JSA is that the recipient must provide proof on a regular basis they are, in fact, actively looking for employment. So this guy was literally on his deathbed. He just didn't know it was his deathbed because it was a chair, trying to get money, saying, I can't, I can't, I, I don't have a job and I'm going to die. Like, this was literally how he spent his time on his deathbed, begging for money. Capitalism is amazing, y'all. Right? Yes? No? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. All right. This is my last one. Did I really just do, like, three stories in 15 minutes? I must be talking hella fast. I don't know. This is my last one. I'm amused because I, you know, I like it when, um... What's the word? Schadenfreude? 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 I don't know. Someone who speaks German, tell me how to say it properly. That thing where you um, get a little bit of joy off of somebody else's misery? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's this type of story. And I think that's a good one to close it out on. So, here we go. Um, this is in Italy. Yes. Veneto Regional Council, which is located on Venice's Grand Canal, was flooded for the first time in history Tuesday night. Now you're thinking, Phoenix, why is that funny? Why are you enjoying this? 
Because this is the very next sentence. Brace yourselves, people. Just after it rejected measures to combat climate change. Mm-hmm. That's why. The historic Italian city has been brought to its knees this week by the worst flooding there in more than 50 years. And the council chamber in Ferrofini Palace started to take in water around 10 p.m. local time as councillors were debating the 2020 regional budget, um, said Democratic Party councillor Andrea Zanoni in a Facebook post. Ironically, the chamber was flooded two minutes after the Majority League, Brothers of Italy, and Forza Italia parties rejected our amendments to tackle climate change, said Zanoni, who is the deputy chairman of the Environmental Committee uh, in the post. And <clears throat> I'm going to try to link this. It has... Uh, no, I don't want to see Cooper Anderson's face in the pop-up. Um, I'm going to try to... Uh, link this up uh the original facebook post because the facebook post has pictures and literally the, there is some serious flooding like yeah if you were sitting down uh during one of these meetings at least your shins would be wet there's quite a bit of uh water so yeah mm-hmm. so among the ejected amendments were measures to fund renewable resources to replace diesel buses with more efficient and less polluting ones and to scrap polluting stoves and reduce the impact of plastics Zanoni went on to accuse Veneto Regional President uh, Luca Zaya, Zaya, Zaya? I don't know. Uh, who was a member of Matteo Salvini's far-right far right league party, of presenting a budget with no concrete actions to combat climate change. The Regional Council spokesman, Alessandro Ovizak, confirmed to CNN that the council was flooded after discussing amendments to the 2020 budget, but refused to specify which ones. I would refuse to specify that shit too, because that's funny as hell. Fuck climate change. We're not talking about it. And then literally minutes later, your shit floods. Mm. The goddess of irony does not rest. Uh, the council's president, the league's Roberto Ciambetti, uh, rejected Zanoni's accusations in a statement to CNN. Beyond prop propaganda and deceptive reading, we're voting for a regional budget that spent uh, $965 million over the past three years in the fight against pollution, air pollution and smog, which is a determining factor in climate change. <laughs> Obviously not enough. Uh, to say that we do nothing is a lie, Ciambetti said. We are a region that after the 2010 flood launched a plan to safeguard hydrogeological safety for a total cost of 2.6 billion an exorbitant amount for regional finances um so i just want to scroll back up so this cm betty guy is saying to say that we do nothing is a lie um i'm gonna scroll back up zanoni the one who is on the uh, environmental committee don't allow please um oh, do, 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 said Ironically, the chamber was flooded two minutes after the Majority League, Brothers of Italy, and Forza Italia parties rejected our amen amendments. So, they didn't say that nobody was doing anything. They said nobody was doing enough. And clearly, nobody was doing enough, and that's why your shit is flooded. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, CM Betty also mentioned $468 million spent in the aftermath of the Via storm last year, which flattened hundreds of thousands of trees. Early CM Betty, who posted videos of the flooding at the Ferrofini Palace on his Facebook page, said in a statement to local paper, uh, Giornale di Vicenza, never has such a situation occurred here at the council. The flood-proof bulkheads were not sufficient to contain the flood wave, nor was it possible to leave the building. It was preferred to guarantee safety, and therefore all we all stayed inside the palace. The uh, regional council meetings on Thursday and Friday were moved to Treviso because of the flooding, according to the council's website. 
On Tuesday, Venice's mayor, Luigi Bruganaro, blamed climate change for the unusually high tides in Venice and said flooding was a, this flooding was a wound that would leave a permanent mark. Guess y'all niggas should have tackled climate change back when, okay, instead of fucking catering to corporations. See, this is that shit. People, like, we're going to start seeing serious climate change uh, stuff because it's starting to fuck up white people's shit now. Like, nobody cared when it was starting, you know, fucking forest fires in uh, Africa. Nobody cared when it was causing flooding in South America. But white people shit getting fucked up? Venice? That's like a fucking landmark. That's a tourist destination. That is one of those testaments to white culture. Bet white folks gonna be mad now and try to do a little something-something about fucking climate change. Hmm. But too little too late. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Fucking enjoy that shit. All right. Uh, that is all I've got. I am out of here. Y'all try to stay as safe as possible wherever you are. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to someone else. If your kindness looks like spending money, uh, you can always hit us up on paypal.me slash phoenixandwilliam or patreon.com slash Fund. We will be getting up more content uh, throughout the week. I know we're really behind, but we're, we're getting back to getting caught up. So, all right. Y'all have a good one. And, um, I'll see y'all niggas when I see y'all niggas. Bye.